Alright everybody, so I've had a lot of people reach out to me, giving me a lot of support for signing the People in Tech podcast, and I want to really first say thank you for supporting me, but this Anchor platform has been amazing and been changing my life, getting me connected with some people in this industry that I never thought I would actually get to not only have conversations with, but learn from. And I know some of you who are tuning in are asking, Caleb, how'd you start a podcast? You know, when I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other places people listen to? How do I make money from my podcast? Well, keep it simple. The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. And we Ridiculously easy to use. My very first episode I did for my iPhone 6 Plus. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors too. So you can get paid to do your own podcast. Hop on the Anchor platform so we can collaborate and build this community up. You know, one thing I love most about Anchor is that they're constantly being innovative, you know, allowing podcasts to leverage music, get sponsorship, get paid, and ultimately, be the best content creator you can be. So if you've always wanted to start your podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. Again, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Can blockchain really be used to solve the voting problem? That's what we're going to be talking about today. Are you listening? You're listening to the People in Tech podcast, a technology show that's made for the people. Join the conversation with your host, Caleb King. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Today, we have another exciting episode because we're going to be talking about blockchain, but not blockchain with cryptocurrency. Today, we're going to explore a different way you can leverage blockchain technology. Now, like I said in the pre-roll, voting, election, politicians, these things had led to controversial discussions. Some people feel the whole voting technology in itself is tampered. The fact that third-party companies have access and control of this data, they might have an interest and might sway votes. The fact that people ask for a recount and it takes so long, these are problems that we've had for years. And I actually got in contact with a team a company that looked at this problem and said they wanted to solve this. And I'm talking about Votum. Now today, we have my man Leo, who's product owner for the Votum team, and he's gonna be discussing what Votum is, what they're doing, and how they're changing the game for voting moving forward. This is an episode you don't wanna miss. We're gonna be going to all things blockchain, everything related to the use case, and like always, it's gonna be a fun episode. Let's get into it. Day one listeners, it's your girl Sharon. That is Sharon spelled with an S. Can you tell Caleb got me a new upgrade? 
Today, you can call me Sharon 2.0. Caleb, I am excited to hear from Leo and what Votum is doing. There's a reason why we have to go to a polling place to fill out ballots for our elections. Digital voting has been a difficult challenge because it's tough to verify that each ballot is valid while also keeping them anonymous. Blockchain voting could change that with cryptography. Let's get into the interview. Enjoy. You know it's What's up, Leo? Thank you for being on the People in Tech podcast. And before we kick off today's episode, do you have anything to say to the listeners? Yeah, all I want to say is thanks so much for having me here, Caleb. Always enjoy speaking about Votum and, and letting people know what we're working on here. So I appreciate you highlighting us today. Awesome. Well, we're really happy to have you, Leo. But before we start today's interview, can you tell our listeners how you got into tech? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm a product manager at Votum. Um, before that, I was working in a software engineering role at Votum as well. Um, and prior to that, I went to Cornell, studied computer science and communications. Um, ended up doing an independent, independent major there. I wanted to explore more than just the computer science aspect of of tech and people interacting with it. So I got to experience quite a few user um, computer interaction classes that I really enjoyed, and uh, then looked for. You know, I wanted to work in in a smaller company startup, so I uh, applied and joined this fellowship called Venture for America which matches recent college graduates with startups across the country. So that's how I got started in tech. Um, truly, I guess, at the industry level was um, through this fellowship. Very cool, Leo. Sounds like a great story. Now, for our day one listeners, a lot of us are familiar with blockchain. I know I found Votum actually reading an article. But for everybody tuning in to this episode, can you explain to us what Votum is and what problem you're trying to solve? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I usually describe it in short as we make it so people can vote on their phones, laptops, tablets for the general uh, elections. But uh, to give you a little bit more detail, um, we're a mobile application. And when I say mobile, I don't necessarily mean phone, but I'm talking about people being able to vote uh, remotely and and, uh, on the go or wherever they are. And uh, one of the things we focus on, obviously, is uh, the security and the transparency. verifiability and accessibility and um, you know when we discovered uh, blockchain through a lot of research on figuring out how we're going to achieve our goal realized it was a perfect fit for elections um, it allows you to have verifiable and and transparent anything really and, and that's a big aspect of election okay leo can you dive deeper into what was the inspiration behind building such a product like Votum? Absolutely. I, you know, I, I can't take credit for, for having the inspiration to build this, but I'll give you a little bit more background on our founder, Pete Martin's story. Um, for him, this is his fifth company. He had uh, a few successful exits beforehand. And um, after his last one, he was deciding, and I, I love to quote him on this, what to do after he grew up. Um, so he went to this conference at West, um, by, put together by Peter Diamandis and was asked and came on a piece of paper and said, hey, write down an idea that you think will have positive impact on over a billion people, um, because that's how you truly build impactful solutions. Um, so in the middle of the conference, he just writes down online voting. That, that was his first thought. Um, after he wrote that down, realized that he didn't want to pay attention to anything else in the conference, wanted to figure out how to do this and how to achieve this. So um, he spent about a year, six, six, to month, six months or a year, year just learning the industry. 
elections, it's a lot more complicated than people uh, often have a chance to understand. And, and once he, he realized, all right, how are we going to do this? He put together a technical board of advisors. Um, we have a few prominent people on there, the former chief security officer of PayPal, uh, former elections auditor that's audited over 20 something um, international elections and uh, quite a few other people there. And from there, he realized, all right, we need to get smart minds behind this to try to figure out how we're going to solve this. So uh, on top of this board of, of advisors. So he put out this innovation challenge, this uh, crowdsource innovation challenge. So we had you know, $250,000 that would go to the winner, to the person that could come up with a way to do online voting. So we had you know, a little bit over 100 submissions, about 30 different countries, and you know, about a third made no sense whatsoever. Uh, the other third were based on this old technology called MixNet, which has been used for online voting before. And, and the other third were blockchain focused. So after reviewing all those elections or election uh, online voting election systems that were submitted to that, uh, we picked the winning one. Uh, and from that, started diving into this, this crazy idea and this crazy path has gone, gone down. Wow. Leo, I'm not going to lie. That is not how I imagined Votum to come to be. I really imagine a few developers getting together, a few business people saying, hey, we got blockchain, we got an idea, we got a problem, let's try to solve it. So the fact that you guys held a competition, very, very cool. Now, for our day one listeners, we hear the term blockchain, and a lot of us associate it with cryptocurrency, but it's clear that you can leverage it in other ways. Can you just speak on that, how your company leverages blockchain? Yeah, absolutely. And I'll start by saying people often mistake, uh, and I think this is pretty common thought about people from people in the industry, it's Bitcoin and blockchain being the same thing, and, and people not being able to see past cryptocurrency as a whole um, and see the things that, the possibilities that blockchain can afford um, for solutions in, in tech and, and many other spaces. But um, to give you an insight on how we use it and, and how it's possible to leverage with other industries for us again i mentioned earlier but the most important aspect of an election or the four more important aspects are verifiability accessibility security and transparency um and the way to achieve this in current times people audit elections and often they'll audit elections post ballots being cast uh to have a huge if you can imagine there's a huge box filled with paper ballots and people open up the box and then count through those by hand after the, the machine tallied them just to make sure that there was no errors or, or in some other cases, they'll have a mixture of electronic tallies recorded on a computer somewhere as well as the paper ballots and try to get this together. For what we're trying to achieve here, um, imagine if you were able to do real-time audits. So if you had your auditors that normally would sit down in a room post-election and review those ballots, uh, be doing so real time. And any vote that's being cast is being given a thumbs up yeah, to the ballot, ballot vote by every single auditor that you already trust. Um, so every single one that's coming in is, be, is being verified that it comes from a legitimate voter, that it's cast as intended, and then it's counted as cast. So the voter knows that their vote uh, indeed went through uh, with the choices they marked and then it was counted with the choices that they marked. Um, so that's what it, it allows us to have real-time auditing and verifiability by including the parties that have you know, the most stake in this election, as well as others 
that just want to ensure that there's a fair and free election. Um, so that that's in a, in a long way of explaining what it allows us to do, but real-time auditing by every party involved, which you wouldn't get currently. Okay, that makes sense. So that leads me into my next follow-up question. Uh, when I was looking at the voting website, I noticed you guys offer a variety of products, leveraging blockchain technology, helping people with the voting problem. Can you just elaborate for our listeners what are some of those different products that you offer? Yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> there's more to elections than just the day you show up and, and cast your ballot or record it there. So for us, we try to make sure that we're a we're an elections company overall. We're not just a online voting company, is the way we put it. So um, being able to provide products like uh, you mentioned a few on there, but I'll mention some others. What's, what's called an EMS, an election management system. Uh, so we spend a lot of time working with elections officials. Uh, they're the ones that interface with this technology the most, right? As a voter, you go in and and for your product, what we call mVote, uh, you go in and mark your ballot and submit it, and you're set. Uh, but for an elections official, they're interacting with this EMS election management system, and they're setting up the, the ballots beforehand. They're making sure that um, all the poll stations are set up. They're making sure that registered voters are in the in the appropriate list. So going through that process, we also have a product called MAudit. So MAudit is, uh, as the name explains, an ability to provide uh, auditing for for those involved. So it'll do things like. Here's the, the number of ballots that came into the source, the ones that came uh, this, uh, you know, through online voting, the ones that came through paper ballots, the ones that, the ones that came through absentee, and provide a trail to be able to, at any moment, make sure that the election you're running is, is both fair and free. And we also have our mTally product, which is the one, uh, and you want this separation of, of labor there that exclusively handles the tallying of votes, um, provides you a result there. Um, and then we have other uh, other products that are more geared towards the voter. Aside from them both, uh, we have like we have Empower, which is focused on providing information to voters about where to vote, uh, when elections are taking place, how they can register, uh, whether or not they can register uh, now, whether they need to bring an ID. Um, you know, there's a lot of aspects that people miss when it comes to information that we also provide through um, separate products. So. Okay, so Leo, who's an ideal client for Votum? I know some of our listeners are tuning in right now and are thinking to themselves, man, I can use Votum to solve some of my problems. But when you're looking at your product, when you're looking at your business, who's the ideal consumer for Votum? Yeah, that's, you know, I, I love presenting this to, to people that are interested in joining the company or just overall learning more about the problem. When we look at our customers, it's every single person in the United States that's eligible to vote, any single person in another country that's eligible to vote, um, or just any person that's part of an organization that's eligible to vote. So you have customers, and there's no set customer persona, right? Uh, your only, the only defined thing is eligibility. Um, so you, yes, well, we focus a lot on government elections, and that's you know, our ultimate goal. There's a lot, of, a lot of other organizations we help and work with. So we've worked in the past with for example, the Ohio State Bar Association. So they um, we're, we're based here in Cleveland, Ohio, and, and they uh, obviously monitor all, you know, the organization that has all the lawyers in the state of Ohio, all the attorneys. So uh, for them, a, a fair election and, and, and a very transparent election is important. So we worked with them for, the, for that election. Uh, so that's one example of 
of an association, a professional association. We've worked with labor unions in the past where, as you might imagine, uh, there's a lot of contentious issues that they want to make sure are being voted on accurately and people are able to cast their opinion and then cast their vote. Um, but we've also worked with fan votes. So uh, we actually recently uh, started an election with the Radio Hall of Fame, the National Radio Hall of Fame Association. So they uh, you know, have all the most famous uh, people you've ever heard on the radio. So we had Ryan Seacrest on the ballot last year, for example, and worked with them. Uh, and we've also worked with the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, for example. So we finished their election uh, last November, or started last November and then at the end of the year, but uh, they run all the votes for you know, every single band you want to vote on. Uh, so when when these people were inducted, that, that came through our platform. So we offer a variety of uh, products, and, and then the majority of them are based around voting, but the associations or, or governments or people that want to use it, the, the possibilities are fairly endless there. Anyone that wants to decide something. All right. Well, Leo, can you share to our listeners where can they download the app? Where can they gain access to Votem? You know, they can find us. Uh, we have apps that are specific to our jurisdictions. I would just go to our website, uh, Votem.com, V-O-T-E-M.com. Learning more about our products, learning more about what we're working on there, um, and just staying tuned for when their jurisdiction can use it. Perfect. And I'm going to make sure to link that information in the show notes below. Now, Leah, before we wrap up today's episode, we always like to ask our guests this question. What is next for Votum? What do you see happening over the next two to three years? Yeah, so right now, um, 2018 is, is busy with midterm elections. So we're working with uh, our public election customers right now for the primaries and the midterm. So it's been a, it's been a busy year there. We worked with the uh, state of Montana. Uh, Washington, D.C. and the city of Detroit. So working with them on getting ready for their primaries, uh, some of them which end in about, uh, happen in about 10, 12 days, and, uh, and then gearing up for the generals for the midterm. So it's, a, it's an election year, so it's a busy one there, um, making sure our customers have a successful election and our, the voters are able to go through. But in the future, we're looking to uh, you know, expand the platform, uh, and that involves working with more labor unions um, and more uh, government associations or, and associations, but uh, primarily one of the biggest focus we've been working on is uh, we just published our voting white paper, uh, our voting protocol, which details how these elections are set up, uh, all the technology behind it. So if you're a huge technology buff and love looking at, you know, what kind of cryptography we're using or, or what kind of encryption is the best for, for a ballot or if you've ever heard of, of a mix net and want to understand what ballot shuffling is, you know, uh, we have our white paper there and you can look it up on our, on our GitHub page. And that's one of the things that we're looking towards the future is, is getting that refined and, and appreciating that commentary and creating, you know, standard for verifiable and transparent and accessible and secure elections. Great to hear, man. And I've been having a lot of fun conducting this interview today, uh, learning a lot more about blockchain and the fact that there is a voting solution out there. I think this is great moving forward, as I personally feel voting was becoming a controversial topic. So something like Votum, I think, is the ideal solution to solve some of these problems moving forward. Absolutely. Blockchain affords, uh, you know, it's not, it's not a cure-all solution. And I want to stress this to a lot of people listening when they they hear blockchain, they, they see it as a, as a panacea for a lot of problems. And it, I would say that's not the case and never let that feel that way. But 
uh, when correctly applied with other technologies that exist out there, you have uh, powerful tools at your disposal to solve a lot of the problems that are out there. And, and that's what we're doing with elections. Uh, we're using one more tool to solve a really important problem, we think, is, is people being unable to access their elections and being able to cast their votes and participate in democracy. I'm right there with you, Leo. Well, before we wrap up today's episode, do you have any shout-outs you want to give to any of our listeners? Uh, I want to just give a thanks to everyone on the team that's working hard at Votum, people that are out there using our, our solution, and, and honestly, to everyone who invests themselves in our democracy, I give uh, applauses, too, because it's the most important thing uh, we have. So thank you so much to everyone working well, towards again, that. Well, again, Leo, thank you for being on the People in Tech podcast. We were really happy to have you, and we 100% support what you and the team over at Votum is doing. So 100% kudos to everybody putting in work to make this platform a reality. I'm a huge fan and anything blockchain, and the fact that you're leveraging blockchain outside of cryptocurrency, very cool to me, man. Now, for the day one listeners, if you enjoyed today's episode, all we ask is make sure to subscribe, five-star, and leave a review. Also, don't forget to go check us out over on Patreon because that is how Sharon got her upgrade. Sharon 2.0, where she can take breaks, ums, pauses. She can even whisper now. Those are things that we use Patreon for to help build a better platform. So that's going to be linked in the show notes below. Patreon.com slash people underscore in underscore tech. But that's all I got for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed it. But tune in next week. We are out. Peace.